we are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So and I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just tap not tap water. water. I it don't defeats the, the whole purpose. Really? I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, yeah, I add more, more water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends. Right. And your body just anyway. expels what you don't need. Your yeah. body will not absorb it. It's like once it reaches the limit, you'll find that you go pee more. Right. Mm -hmm. What were your symptoms before? Oh, I was I would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom. I was working from home eight hours a day and I there were many, many days that I did not make it through a whole shift because I was dizzy, I was nauseous, I was shorter like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it really has made a difference. And it's hey, every day, seriously, start really, your is day. That what it is. It's like really, start your day really have with to. Cardio Miracle. Go to defiantmiracle.com. It's our affiliate link. Use promo code Defiant. If you sign up for the subscribe and save, then you get oh, that's so helpful. An additional to order it. Yeah, ten percent off, and then they just send it to you every month. All right. So uh, Cardio Miracle, get yes. yours today. Defiantmiracle.com. Promo code Defiant. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, 
or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier.
take this darkness and turn it into light? How do I believe in a concept where I speak to a man I've never seen with my own two eyes? How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? How do I know this ain't some big joke? How can I have faith when there is no hope? How the hell does one man have a hundred billion dollars and we still have people on the street that are broke? There's a lot of things I want to talk about and get off my chest. I can't sleep because the devil won't let me rest. I used to know a fucking pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids even fucking molest. Dear God! Supposed to fear you, but you ain't said shit. So maybe it's you who actually fears me. I don't know the answer, I just wanna see it clearly. So many lies and a thousand different theories. All I wanna know is who really made religion. Cause I know it wasn't you, but don't nobody believe me. No more lies, no more death. Bring back King, bring back X. Please, dear God, let their soul rest. Protect who's left and watch their steps. Dear God, I don't wanna have to ask you again. I just hope that you know that I'm still a believer. So I'll end this all by saying amen. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. How's everyone doing this morning? It's cold out there. A lot colder than I'm used to, for sure. Hmm. We had an interesting night last night. It was a mixed birthday. But we brought seven birds out to a friend of ours who raises meat birds and he was bringing a set to the processor. And so we asked if we could add some birds to his. So we called seven roosters yesterday. And of course it was raining after the show was over in the dark. We went out to the enclosure to the, you know, the coop, they're all roosting up there. And we'd left it open because um, we were doing the show. You know, and chickens all go and settle in at home at night. Ducks do too, although one of the ducks was outside the run. And uh, so freaked out because she couldn't get back in, couldn't figure out how to get back in that she actually let me pick her up and cuddle her and carry her back in. You think animals don't have feelings, even animals, even ducks and birds. You're sorely mistaken. So anyway, you know, the best way to keep a, get a bird off of a, a roost is to throw a towel over it. When I was faced with how to choose the seven, the seven roosters that were going to be called and end up in our freezer and eventually on our plates or in dog food. And that's rough because we've had them for a few months and they've become part of our family, but it's to a degree. I didn't name a lot of them because I knew we would end up having to get rid of some because 12 roosters is just too much. But so when I went into the enclosure, all of the roosters that were, well, first off, the three we absolutely were going to keep without a doubt or obviously Sergeant, Sergeant Buttercup, our alpha rooster. Uh, 
Captain Sparkles, our little frizzle rooster, and then Big Ginger Jack, because he's just one of our favorites, always has been. And the rest were a mix of uh, red and green and black and red. I mean, they're beautiful, beautiful featherings, beautiful roosters, but I didn't aim the others. Um, so I knew we'd keep two of those and seven would have to go. How do you choose that? How do you choose who lives and who dies? I didn't. I let the hens choose. So when we went into the closure, the roosters that were, the first couple, the first four were super easy. There was one that was just sitting by himself on top of the coop. He went first. Then there were three more that were sitting on one of the roosts by themselves. They went next. And then on the primary roost where most of the, the birds sit, I had to choose three others. And there was one rooster that was snuggled up inside all of our original hens, right? The six that we had before we got, before we expanded the flock. And he was snuggled right down in the middle of them. And I said, you're staying. The girls chose you. And then there was another rooster that was by himself with one hen on another roost. And they were snuggled in together. And I said, okay, you stay too. The girls chose you. And then the three in a row that were up on the big roost next to Sergeant Buttercup and Frizzle, they went. It wasn't about how big the birds were. It wasn't about how good of a meal they'll make. No. It was about who had formed a relationship with the hens. Those are the ones that stayed. The ones that didn't form a relationship, the ones that hadn't chosen their flock, they got called. Think about that. Have you been chosen? Has God snuggled up to you? Are you snuggled up to God saying, don't call me. I'm here. I have a relationship with you. Because if you don't have that relationship, you're not going to survive. Anyway, it gave me an even greater understanding of what Gabriel told me a while back about what true understanding is. True understanding comes when you weigh everything through the lens of life, death, and the kingdom. What does that mean? Well, he explained it to me. Talking about eggs. So you go out every, every day and you collect eggs from the chickens, right? Those eggs have the potential for new life. They could turn into little chickens, little chicks. 
by collecting those eggs, we are ending that possibility for life. And yet the death of that potential sustains our lives, providing us food. And we and the chickens are all a part of the kingdom of God. The chickens maybe even more than us because they live for God alone. We're the only ones with free will. We're the only ones that can choose not to follow God's path for us. I don't know why you'd want to, except you don't know any better. But when we loaded the roosters up last night and we had to drive an hour to get them to where they were going, in the dark, in the rain, you know, we covered the crate with plastic wrap and a waterproof mattress cover so they wouldn't get all cold and wet. Why does it matter? They're going to be slaughtered. It matters. Before we got on the road, Mick ran inside to, Mick ran over to get something to tie the crate down, went over to his work truck. And I looked at the birds and I talked to him for a minute and I thanked them. And I told them that I loved them and they were, I appreciated the time that I got to spend with them. And I thanked them for their sacrifice. And you know, they were quiet the entire trip. They chirped at me a little bit when I talked to them, but then they were quiet. They were quiet for the entire ride, an hour in the rain and the cold. And even when we took them out of the truck again, they were quiet. I appreciate their sacrifice. And I understand Their life helped sustain us in spirit. Their death will help sustain us in body. And we will meet again in the kingdom of God. And I appreciate that. So. And I also appreciated not getting woken up at one o'clock in the morning and two o'clock in the morning and three o'clock in the morning by screaming roosters did appreciate that too. Today was the first day in a long time that I didn't hear a rooster crow before six o'clock. So normally middle of the night, I'm out there settling them down, telling them it's okay. You had a bad dream. You heard something that scared you. It's okay. You're safe. Go back to sleep. I didn't have to do that last night. But so I appreciated the good night's sleep. Anyway. However, I've gotten so used to the roosters waking me up, I made sure to set an alarm. Because <laughs> the kids are back in school again this morning. So, anyway. Let's see what Brother Matt had to share with us this morning as part of his uh, continuing messages that he got between Easter and Pentecost. And again, I've not listened to this. And yet, we'll see. 
usually his messages line up with mine, even without me listening to them in the beginning. So, anyway. Uh, well, hey, brothers and sisters, I'm back with another message from the Lord. Uh, this message was originally given on May 5th, 2023. It's part of a longer series of messages the Lord gave me between Easter and Pentecost. Uh, you can check out the other messages on my channel. I've been posting them uh, every day, um, as many as I can, to try to share everything that the Lord uh, gave me during that time. So this is what it says for May 5th, 2023. I will speak. You will listen. Say to the peoples of the earth, I am the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. Would the pot say to the potter, why have you made me this way? Yet you would question me, O man. I am he who formed your inward parts. I know you intimately. I knew you from before you were in your mother's womb. You would resist your maker and resist how you were made. I made you to know me, to find me. I have come to you with the hand of love as a loving father. Yet you would choose the hand of judgment. You would choose the sword which will devour you. Turn from your wicked ways, O oh man. Return to me while there is yet time. Behold, I am coming soon to judge the earth. Yet because of my great love for you, I have told you so that you might prepare for my coming. So that you might not say that you were unaware. So that you will have no excuse Repent and return while it is yet day, for night is coming on you, and judgment is declared. This is the word that the Lord gave me on May 5th, 2023. Uh, if you are watching this video and you have never asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior, to forgive you of your sins. If you never repented, to repent is to, to say, to acknowledge that you have sinned, you have displeased God, you have done things, said things, thought things that were displeasing to God, your creator, the maker of heaven and earth. If you have never come to him and repented and acknowledged your sin and asked him to be your savior, to ask him to forgive you of your sins, then I encourage you now, while there is yet time, come to him, be saved. Romans 3, 23 says, all have sinned. Every human being has sinned, right? Every human being has sinned. I have sinned. Um, Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrates his love for us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. So even though you have sinned, even though you are not worthy of forgiveness, and even though Romans 6.23 says that the penalty of sin is death, death not just of your body, but the death of your soul, spiritual death, spiritual separation from God, even though that is the consequence of our sin, 
God, because of his great love for us, gave Jesus to die on the cross for us. Jesus Christ, who is the only one who was perfect, died for our sins, made that sacrifice for you and for me. Uh, John 3, 16 says, God loved the world so much that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, would not die, but would have eternal life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess, that is to say, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Jesus did not only die on the cross and he was not only buried in a tomb, but three days later, he rose from that tomb. And when he rose from the tomb, he was not just like a ghost. He was, he was truly risen and alive. People saw him. People touched him. People talked to him. He ate food. He appeared to more than 500 people. He taught his disciples for an additional 40 days before he ascended into heaven. And his disciples watched him go up into heaven. And there is a promise that he would return. He said he would return and we are waiting for him to come back. He is going to come back one day. Will you be ready when he returns? If you are not in Christ, then you are not ready for him to return because when he returns, he is returning for judgment. So I pray for you, if you haven't repented, if you haven't turned to him, that right now, wherever you are, if you're on your phone, somewhere in your car, if you're in front of your computer at your house, or laying in your bed or wherever you are, right now you can say to Jesus Christ, you can ask him to forgive you of your sins. You just speak to him just like a man speaks to his friend. We can pray to God that way because he is that close. You can say, Jesus, I recognize that I am a sinner, that I have fallen short of you, that I have done things in my life that have displeased you. Lord, please forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. I accept the sacrifice that you made for me on the cross by your blood, which was shed and your body, which was broken. Lord, I receive you as my savior. I know that you're the savior of the world, but I accept you as my savior. I need you to be my savior to forgive me of my sin. And Lord, I believe that not only did you die for me, but Lord, you were raised from the dead on the third day. And you were seen by so many people. And Lord, I believe that you are coming back. And Jesus, you are my Lord. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and it is from your heart, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. So I pray for some of you that maybe this is the day of salvation. I pray you would be encouraged. I pray you would stay in the Lord, that you would get in his word and read his word because the word is life. Uh, and it is life for us. So I thank you for this time. I pray you would. You can like this video. You can subscribe to this channel so you can get my other videos. You can comment down below. I welcome all of those things, and I encourage you to share this with other people who need to hear it. So I'll be back with another video, Lord willing, uh, as soon as I can. So take care, brothers and sisters. Amen. Thank you, Matt. Again, do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, our Lord? Hmm. So, 
judgment is coming. We know this. Let's start with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to get everything done that we need to get done to prepare the way for your arrival. And to continue in our daily lives. To do all the things we need to do there. And not just by rote. But with true appreciation. Because we do need to continue in our daily lives as we prepare for the return of the Lord. We cannot be consumed by one or the other. We have to have balance. Thank you, God, for showing us that balance. For giving us eyes to see and ears to hear. The truths that are revealed to us every single day. The validations that you give us every single day to let us know that we are not alone. We are not crazy. I was asked last night, why don't you beg for his return? Why don't you beg? And my answer was that people are scared. They're scared of change. He said, but if you know that it's the end and it leads to a new beginning, why don't you beg for it? Because people don't know that. All they see is the end. They can't see past it to the new beginning. Because they don't have a relationship with you, God. I pray that you open the hearts, the eyes, and the ears of as many people as you can. Everybody. That has the ability to develop a relationship with you before you return. Bring them to us. To everyone who hears your word, sees your signs, follows the path that you've laid out for us. Thank you, God for all of our friends and family. Thank you for giving us this time, this Thanksgiving to spend with them, to appreciate them. Thank you for our animals whose lives help sustain ours, who show us every day what it is to live for you alone. But most of all, God, thank you for life, for another beautiful day. So, I don't know about y'all, but I'm incredibly grateful for everything. 
All right. If you guys remember, last week on Friday, we finished the book of Joshua. And now we're starting the book of Judges. So the book of Judges, chapter one. Now, after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the land into his hand. And Judah said unto Simeon, his brother, Come up with me into my lot, that we may fight against the Canaanites. And I likewise will go with thee into thy lot. So Simeon went up with him. And Judah went up, and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the Perizzites into their hand. And they slew of them in Bezek ten thousand men. And they found Adoni Bezek in Bezek, and they fought against him. And they slew the Canaanites and the Perizzites. But Adoni Bezek fled, and they pursued after him and caught him, and cut off his thumbs and his great toes. And Adoni Bezek said, Three score and ten kings, having their thumbs and their great toes cut off, gathered their meat under my table. As I have done, so God hath requited me. And they brought him to Jerusalem, and there he died. Now the children of Judah had fought against Jerusalem, and had taken it, and smitten it with the edge of the sword, and set the city on fire. And afterward, the children of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites that dwelt in the mountain and in the south and in the valley. And Judah went against the Canaanites that dwelt in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron before was Kerjarth Abba. And they slew Shishai and Aimon and Talmai. And from thence he went against the inhabitants of Debir. And the name of Debir before was Kerjath Sefer. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kerjath Sefer and taketh it, to him I will give Achas, my daughter, to wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, took it, and he gave him Aksa, his daughter, to wife. And it came to pass, when she came to him, that she moved him to ask of her father a field. And she lighted from off her ass, and Caleb said unto her, What wilt thou? And she said unto him, Give me a blessing. For thou hast given me a south land, give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. And the children of the Kenite, Moses' father-in-law, went up out of the city of palm trees with the children of Judah into the wilderness of Judah, with which lieth in the south of Arad. And they went and dwelt among the people. And Judah went with Simeon his brother, and they slew the Canaanites that inhabited Zephath and utterly destroyed it. And the name of the city was called Hormah. Also, Judah took Gaza with the coast thereof, and Ascalon with the coast thereof, and Ekron with the coast thereof. And the Lord was with Judah, and he drave out the inhabitants of the mountain, but he could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley, because they had chariots of iron. And they gave Hebron unto Caleb, and Moses, as Moses said, and he expelled thence the three sons of Anak. And the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem. But the Jebusites dwelt with the children of Benjamin in Jerusalem unto this day. And the house of Joseph, they also went up against Bethel. And the Lord was with them. And the house of Joseph sent to destroy Bethel. Now the name of the city before was Luz. 
And the spies saw a man come forth out of the city, and they said unto him, Show us, we pray thee, the entrance into the city, and we will show thee mercy. And when he showed them the entrance into the city, they smote the city with the edge of the sword, but they let go the man and all his family. And the man went into the land of the Hittites and built a city and called the name thereof Luz, which is the name thereof unto this day. Neither did Manasseh drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shean and her towns, nor Tanakh and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Dor and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Iblim and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Megiddo and her towns. But the Canaanites would dwell in that land. And it came to pass, when Israel was strong, that they put the Canaanites to tribute and did not utterly drive them out. Neither did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites that dwelt in Gezer, but the Canaanites dwelt in Gezer among them. Neither did Zebulon drive out the inhabitants of Kitron, nor the inhabitants of Nahalal, but the Canaanites dwelt among them and became tributaries. Neither did Asher drive out the inhabitants of Akko, nor the inhabitants of Zidon, nor of Alab, nor of Akzib, nor of Helba, nor of Aphek, nor of Rehob. But the Asherites dwelt among the Canaanites, the inhabitants of the land, for they did not drive them out. Neither did Naphtali drive out the inhabitants of Beth Shemash, nor the inhabitants of Beth Anath. But he dwelt among the Canaanites and the inhabitants of the land. Nevertheless, the inhabitants of Beth Shemash and of Beth Anath became tributaries unto them. And the Amorites forced the children of Dan into the mountain, for they would not suffer them to come down to the valley. But the Amorites would dwell in Mount Heres, in Aijalon, and in Shalbim. Yet the hand of the house of Joseph prevailed, so that they became tributaries. And the coast of the Amorites was going was from the going up to Akrabim, from the rock, and upward. Chapter 2 And an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bochim, and said, I made you go up out of Egypt and have brought you onto the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. And ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. Ye shall throw down their altars, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their gods shall be a snare unto you. And it came to pass when the angel of the Lord spake these words unto all the children of Israel, that the people lifted up their voice and wept. And they called that name of that place Bochim, and they sacrificed there unto the Lord. And when Joshua had let the people go, the children of Israel went every man unto his inheritance to possess the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being an hundred and ten years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance, in Timnath Haris, in the Mount of Ephraim, on the north side of the hill Gosh. And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Baalim 
And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he delivered them into the hand of the spoilers that spoiled them, and he sold them into the hands of their enemies round about, so they could not any longer stand before their enemies. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as the Lord had said, and as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed." Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. And yet they would not hearken unto their judges, but they went to whoring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of the way which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. And when the Lord raised them up judges, then the Lord was with the judge and delivered them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge. For it repented the Lord because of their groanings by reason of them that oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them. They ceased not from their own doings, nor from their stubborn way. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. And he said, because that this people hath transgressed my covenant, which I commanded their fathers, and have not hearkened unto my voice, I also will not henceforth drive out any from before them of the nations which Joshua left when he died, that through them I may prove Israel, whether they will keep the way of the Lord to walk therein as their fathers did keep it or not. Therefore the Lord left those nations without driving them out hastily, neither delivered he them into the hand of Joshua. Chapter 3 Now these are the nations which the Lord left to prove Israel by them, even as many of Israel as had not known all the wars of Canaan, only that the generations of the children of Israel might know, to teach them war, at least such as before knew nothing thereof, namely, five lords of the Philistines and all the Canaanites and the Sidonians and the Hivites that dwelt in the Mount Lebanon from Mount Baal Hermon onto the entering in of Hamath. And they were to prove Israel by them to know whether they would hearken unto the commandments of the Lord, which he commanded their fathers by the hand of Moses. And the children of Israel dwelt among the Canaanites, Hittites and Amorites and Perizzites and Hivites and Jebusites. And they took their daughters to be their wives, and they gave their daughters to their sons and served their gods. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and forgot the Lord their God, and served Baalim and the groves. Therefore the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel, and he sold them into the hand of Cushan Rishthaim, king of Mesopotamia. And the children of Israel served Cushan Rishthaim eight years. And when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer to the children of Israel, who delivered them, even Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he judged Israel and went out to war. And the Lord delivered Cushan Rathayim, king of Mesopotamia, into his hand, and his hand prevailed against Cushan Rathayim. And the land had rest. 
40 years. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, died. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord strengthened Eglon, the king of Moab, against Israel, because they had done evil in the sight of the Lord. And he gathered unto him the children of Ammon and Amalek, and went and smote Israel, and possessed the city of palm trees. So the children of Israel served Eglon, the king of Moab, eighteen years. But when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised them up a deliverer, Ehud, the son of Gera, a Benjamite, a man left-handed. And by him the children of Israel sent a present unto Eglon, the king of Moab. But Ehud made him a dagger which had two edges of a cubit length, and he did gird it under his raiment upon his right thigh. And he brought the, brought the present unto Eglon, king of Moab. And Eglon was a very fat man. And when he had made an end to offer the present, he sent away the people that bear the present. But he himself turned again from the quarries that were by Gilgal and said, I have a secret errand unto thee, O king, who said, Keep silence. And all that stood by him went out from him. And Ehud came unto him, and he was sitting in a summer parlor, which he had for himself alone. And Ehud said, I have a message from God unto thee. And he arose out of his seat. And Ehud put forth his left hand and took the dagger from his right thigh and thrust it into his belly. And the haft also went in after the blade, and the fat closed upon the blade so that he could not draw the dagger out of his belly. And the dirt came out. Then Ehud went forth through the porch and shut the doors of the parlor upon him and locked them. And when he was gone out, his servants came. And when they saw that, behold, the doors of the parlor were locked, they said, Surely he covereth his feet in his summer chamber. And they tarried till they were ashamed. And behold, he opened not the doors of the parlor. Therefore they took a key and opened them. And behold, their Lord was fallen down dead on the earth. And he, Ehud escaped while they tarried and passed beyond the quarries and escaped unto Syrath. And it came to pass when he was come that he blew a trumpet in the Mount of Ephraim. And the children of Israel went down with him from the Mount and he went before them. And he said unto them, follow after me, for the Lord hath delivered your enemies, the Moabites, into your hand. And they went down after him and took the fords of Jordan toward Moab and suffered not a man to pass over. And they slew of Moab at that time about 10,000 men, all lusty and all men of valor, and there escaped not a man. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel and the land that had rest fourscore years. And after him was Shamgar, the son of Anath, which slew of the Philistines 600 men with an ox goad. He also delivered Israel. Chapter 4. And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud was dead. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, the king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazor, the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in Harosheth of the Gentiles. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. 
And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, out of Kadesh Naphtali, and said unto him, Hath not the Lord God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and the children of Zebulon? And I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon Sisera, the captain of Jebon's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into thine hand. And Barak said unto her, If that will go with me, then I will go. But if that will not go with me, then I will not go. And she said, I will surely go with thee. Notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. For the Lord shall sell Sisera into the hand of a woman." And Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. And Barak called Zebulon and Naphtali to Kadesh, and he went up with 10,000 men at his feet. And Deborah went up with him. Now Heber, the Kenite, which was of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had severed himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent onto the plain of Zanaim, which is by Kadesh. And they showed Sisera that Barak, the son of Abinoam, was gone up to Mount Tabor. And Sisera gathered together all his chariots, even 900 chariots of iron, and all the people that were with him from Harosheth of the Gentiles onto the river of Kishon. And Deborah said unto Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord hath delivered Sisera into thine hand. Is not the Lord gone out from before thee? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor, and 10,000 men after him. And the Lord discomfited Sisera and all his chariots and all his host with the edge of the sword before Barak, so that his Sisera lighted down off his chariot and fled away on his feet. But Barak pursued after the chariots and after the host unto Harasheth of the Gentiles. And all of the host of Sisera fell upon the edge of the sword, and there was not a man left. Howbeit Sisera fled away on his feet to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Canaanite, the Kenite. For there is peace between Jabin, the king of Hazor, and the house of Heber, the Kenite. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said unto him, Turn in, my lord, turn in to me, fear not. And we had turned in unto her into the tent. She covered him with a mantle. And he said unto her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. And she opened a bottle of milk and gave him drink. And covered him. And he said unto her, Stand in the door of the tent, and it shall be, when any man doth come and inquire of thee, and say, Is there any man here? That thou shalt say, No. Then Jael, Heber's wife, took a nail of the tent, and took an hammer in her hand, and went softly unto him, and smote the nail into his temples, and fastened it into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. And behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said unto him, Come, and I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and the nail was in his temples. So God subdued on that day Jabin the king of Canaan before the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel prospered and prevailed against Jabin the king of Canaan until they had destroyed Jabin the king of Canaan. Hmm. All right. We are going to finish there today because I want to listen to the next message from Brother Matt. <clears throat> 
before we get out of here. I don't know if Lyon is doing a show this morning or not, but I have a couple of orders to put out. Remember, today is the last day to save 30% on electroculture at electrofreedom.com with promo code THANKS. So go get your electroculture antennas, electrofreedom.com. Promo code THANKS. Saves you 30%. So I've got to go put a couple orders up and, uh, you know, take care of the house. It's going to be cold. Maybe bring in some plants. We'll see. All right. Next message from Brother Matt. Okay, brothers and sisters, uh, I am back to share another message uh, with you from the Lord, part of the series of messages the Lord gave me between Easter and Pentecost 2023. Um, we are quickly approaching sundown. It is September 15th and uh, about to start the Feast of Trumpets. And um, looking forward with expectation, as always, to what the Lord is going to do and, um, and watching to see. So uh, I pray uh, wherever you are that the Lord would be with you, that he would speak to you, that he would encourage you, that he would fill you with his Holy Spirit and his presence. And as we go into this, that he would give you discernment and wisdom. Um, and that as you uh, hear the words of this message, you would keep in mind uh, the principle of First Thessalonians 5, 20 to 21, which tells us not to despise prophecy, but to hold on to what is good. And um, so... I pray uh, as you come and listen to today's message that you would hold on to what is good. Um, so here we go. May 6, 2023. Uh, this is what it says. This is my time. I will now speak. To those who have ears to hear, say, Return to me, O man. I have longed for you to return to me, O my children. Come to me while time yet remains. My desire is not your destruction, but rather your salvation. I have been so long suffering with you, O man. I have waited patiently for you to return to me. Seek me while I may still be found by you. If you would turn, from your wicked ways and follow me, I would give you a seat at my wedding table. I will give you fine garments to wear, a ring on your finger, a new name. Salvation is found in no one else but me alone. My spirit will not bear with this flesh much longer. Though the door is open, it will not remain open for much longer. I have declared judgment on this world and on the prince of this world. Soon the trump will sound. The seals will be open. The bowls poured out. My wrath will be satisfied. My judgment will be complete. I alone am the righteous judge. I alone, the Holy One, who sits on the throne. I alone, who sees all in all. 
who knows the heart of every man, who sees the beginning from the ending. I alone can judge rightly. Soon the books will be opened. Happy is he whose name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I have not appointed my children to wrath, but for those who would reject me, for those who will not turn to me, who do not cry out to me, Abba, Father, there is only judgment and the sword. Declare this word to them, O servants of the Lord, for those who have ears to hear, that they might say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, that they might yet be saved. Declare this word, for it is mine. My word does not return to me empty. This is the word of the Lord. I am he who sits on the throne. I hold the seven stars in my hand, and I stand amidst the seven golden lampstands. Finish what I have given to you, then you will come. Soon you will cry no more, weep no more. You will be anxious for nothing. You will be without fear. You will see my city coming down from heaven. I have a prepared a place for you. Oh, my servant, only be faithful to deliver the message. The spirit and the bride say, come. All who are called by my name say, come. Those who say that they love me say, come. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. That is the word that the Lord gave me on May 6th, 2023. Um, I pray, brothers and sisters, that you will be blessed and that you will be obedient to what the Lord has spoken to you and how he has called you. Um, as always, I thank you for watching these videos and um, liking and subscribing and commenting uh, and sharing. All of these things help to get the message out. To others. So brothers and sisters, I'm praying for you. I pray you would pray for me. Um, my name is Brother Matt. And uh, so you can pray for me by name if you would. I appreciate it. And I'm thankful for you. And uh, I'll see you again soon. Thank you, Brother Matt. We pray for you daily. At least I do. I pray that the Lord keeps you safe in mind, body, and spirit so you can continue spreading his word and bringing more people who have eyes to see and ears to hear. I will say that that message was given to him on the beginning of May. And shortly thereafter, beginning of June, I was told that the door was closed. Very specifically told that the door was closed. But remember, when the day comes, do not run, do not panic. 
Set your feet as a stone, my child, for those who scurry shall surely be consumed. So. I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed day. And I don't know about you, but I beg the Lord to return soon. I'm ready for the new beginning. But as I told Gabriel, so many people are still bound by the chains of fear. We try and break those chains of fear every day. But I can't break your chains. You have to break your own chains. Get rid of your fear. Fear separates you from the Lord. You cannot have a relationship with Jesus. If you are afraid, trust in him. Have faith. Because he loves you. So, with that, hope you all have a wonderful Monday. Uh, it looks like Liana is not coming up next, but Vince will be on the Red Pill Project at 11.30 for the morning coffee. And then Mick and I will be back tonight, 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the Patriot Party podcast. So come check us out. Thanks for watching, y'all, and I'll see you on the flip side. Good morning, friends. How's everyone doing today? Hmm, it's cold here this morning. It's supposed to freeze tonight. I'll have to cover the plants. Hmm. We talked a bit yesterday about participating. Lindsay, you said something in particular in the chat about how people are great at practicing, but when it's time to step up, it doesn't happen. It doesn't always happen. You're right. And I'm as guilty of that as anyone else. I am truly blessed to have had the best possible counselor in my path to God. I didn't even know what my path was. I didn't even know who God was. Not really. I mean, I was picked up, plucked out of my life, set on this path, kicked in the butt a whole bunch of times hit over the head, kicked in the butt some more to get me, just to get me moving down that path. Most people don't have that kind of impetus. I mean, it's a path you have to travel. Ultimately, Hmm. 
alone and together at the same time, right? If you're lucky enough to have someone else traveling down that path with you or guiding you down that path, it's a blessing. But no one can truly bring you to God. You have to find him for yourself. So last night I, I learned something very interesting. You know, I counsel you guys all the time to break your chains of fear. To let go of the fears that bind you. And uh, my counselor once again asked me, what are you afraid of? And I said, me? I'm not afraid of anything. He said, yes, you are. What are you afraid of? And I told him. I had to think about it. I had to find that fear because it was hidden. I hid it from myself. You ever do that? You hide things from yourself? I hid it from myself. I had to uncover it. And I said, I'm afraid of losing myself. I said, no, that won't happen. You don't lose yourself when you find God or when God finds you. You become more. We're so stuck in these ruts, these holes that we've dug for ourselves. Sometimes it's hard to break out of. You need a strong hand to pull you up out of it. I'm blessed to have that. And I do my human best to emulate that for y'all. But I am just as guilty of having fear and sinning as anyone else. No one's perfect. But if we can truly examine ourselves, and uncover our fears, and face them, analyze them, get rid of the emotion and try to discern what we're actually afraid of. Maybe that's how we break that. And no one can do that for you. You can only do that for yourself. Only you know what's truly in your heart, you and God. Occasionally an angel might hear your thoughts, know what's in your head, but they still don't know what's in your heart. I learned that last night too. Because they don't have emotions the way we do. So they don't necessarily understand connections 
the way we do. So we got into a discussion last night about dogs. And he doesn't understand the bond, the loyalty. And maybe most people don't have it. I don't know. But I know that my dogs would do anything for me. And they understand every single word that comes out of my, my mouth. By far. And I would do anything for them. Because we have a connection. At a deeper level. They don't always understand that. But it's really important. Because the angels might not understand that, but God does. Find that connection. Uncover your fears. Break those chains. Break those chains that bind you. Gotta break your own chains. No one else can break them for you. Anyway. Yes, Lindsay, it is love. It builds a connection that cannot be broken. Gabriel told me that Seamus just tolerates me, right? Tolerates us Danes to live here, but really we're nothing more than meat suits to him. That's not true. You know, Seamus is gigantic, but he is also my dog. And he doesn't understand that when I say he's my dog. What that means. The loyalty that implies. Right? The connection. Seamus doesn't come in the studio behind the desk because he knows he's too big and he doesn't want me to get mad at him for breaking something. Even when I try and bring him back in. Right? And yet all I have to do is look at him and say his name one time and, or ask him for a kiss and he's right here. Coming in, sticking his face in as far as he can without actually coming in the studio to give me a kiss. Because he's my dog. So, well, I'm blessed to have an exceptional counselor on my path to God. He doesn't know everything. He doesn't understand everything. We teach each other. So, Brother Matt has a new message for us from Mick's birthday, actually. I put it out last night, but it was from November 26th. It's about 10 minutes long. So let's listen to that before we get started here. If I can get my, there we go, my mouse working. Well, hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. The message I'm going to share with you today is from November 26th, 2023. 
Uh, if you are new to this channel, I strongly encourage you to check out the other videos that I posted uh, since I started posting these things in August. What I do here is I uh, just read for you what the Lord has given me uh, exactly as he's given it to me. I don't add any explanation or interpretation or anything to it. I just I just read what I've been given. I declare what I've been told to declare. And uh, so in just a few minutes, I will uh, read that to you guys. Uh, for everybody here in the U.S., I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. I know we enjoyed a, a couple of good days uh, out of town, staying with some friends, which was really good and restful for us. And I hope uh, you've experienced some good rest also. Um, I'm thankful as always for everybody here on the channel, for those of you who've subscribed and uh, for those of you that like and comment on everything, I do encourage you to put prayer requests in the comments. Um, you're welcome to do that. I know I pray for those requests and I know many others on the channel uh, do as well. And so um, so I encourage you to do that. Also, if you have uh, reflections or, or comments or testimonies that you wanna share, I welcome you to share those in the comments as well. Um, you're, you're always welcome to share uh, how this speaks to you or how you are reflecting upon it. Um, you know, there's some things that the Lord gives me that, um, you know, I can't, I can't exactly explain or verify maybe what uh, someone thinks that it means or, uh, you know, I, I mean, I could have my own speculation, but I don't want to share anything or say anything to you that's not what the Lord has, has given me to share. Um, so I try to keep it specifically to what he has told me to share. And, um, but I am welcome, welcoming you to put your reflections and things in the comments. You're absolutely uh, welcome to do that. So uh, having said all of those things, um, I'm going to go ahead and read November 26, 2023. And uh, this is what it says. I, the Lord, have reserved you. I have set you apart for this time. Therefore, listen to me. And um, here I saw a, a vision, an image of a figure walking in a thick cloud, like, uh, like enveloped in a thick, heavy cloud. I saw the shadow of a figure walking through something like a fog, a thick cloud. And then the Lord continued. And the Lord said, I am the cloud by day and the fire who guides you by night. If you would journey with me, strive with me, walk with me, then I lead and you follow. I have promised, sorry, I have promised you never to leave you nor forsake you, for I am the faithful one. Even when you are unfaithful, if you would strive with me, then go as I lead and do not depart from my path. I will keep you in the shadow of my wing. In my hand, you are safe. But if you depart from my covering, my hand will not go with you. I have called you as co-laborers and as stewards. Therefore, O steward, be faithful to me. For you know not the hour of your master's return. I have set a path before you, only walk in it. Follow as I lead you, for I will be your guide. Do not be discouraged 
be of good cheer, for I have appointed good things and a great work for you. Finish the work. When I bring you out from exile, then you will know it was by my hand alone. There is a path. I have raised up a road for you. Only be patient. Wait for me. Watch for me. For I will set your feet to move on the day of moving. But until that day, you shall remain steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Stand firm. Be planted until the day. The one that makes the Lord his trust shall never be disappointed. I was with you in the desert, on the mountain, in the wilderness, on the heights. I am with you in the valley, through the depths. I will never leave you, nor shall I forsake my chosen ones. But my people forsake me. They are the ones who turn aside. They are the ones who stiffen their necks and set their faces against me. As their fathers and their mothers grumbled in the wilderness, still they grumble today. They reject my provision. They ask for a sign and ignore the sign that has already been given unto them. They stumble in the darkness, begging blind without sight. No hand would guide them, for they take their counsel among themselves, and they reject the counsel of the Lord. My hand is not far from them, and yet they would slap it away. In their pride, they have turned their faces from me and set their feet to paths I have not raised for them. Do not be like them, O people. O my servant, make me your counsel. Make me your hope. Follow after me, for I will be your guide. And so at this point, um, there's some other stuff that I said or just kind of um, saw or had a vision of. Okay. I, I hate to interrupt Brother Matt here. I just want to let y'all know that I've not heard this before. And yet so many of the words that I used in my message, the exact same words Matt just used in his. Thank you, God. And uh, so I said uh, here, it will be like the Exodus on the day you are released. On that day, they ate their meals standing up and they kept their sandals on. They had their staff by the door and they had their cloaks on. They were ready for the word. And when the word came immediately, they left. They did not go back for anything. And then the Lord continued. On the day of release, 
I will set feet to moving. It will be swift. It will be sudden. Therefore, you must remain ready to go. Ready to go. And then, and then I continued and said, um, this is why he has said two women grinding at the mill and one will be taken and one will be left. Do you think that the one that was taken looked back to the unfinished work at the mill? And then the Lord continues again. On the day of release, the unfinished things will be left unfinished. Do not become so attached that you are unwilling to leave on the day of your release, on the day that I call you to myself. Stay ready. Cling not to these earthly things, but rather put your hope on the things above, where the flower does not fade, where the light never grows dim. And then finally, the Lord said, release these things and do not hold them. Oh, you servants of the Lord, what has been disclosed to you, you may disclose. So uh, so that's the end of the word for uh, November 26th, 2023. And uh, brothers and sisters, as always, I'm grateful for you. And um, I will look forward to uh, being with you again sometime soon. God bless you. Take I didn't understand my own message this morning, and now I do. Remember, when the day comes, do not run. Do not panic. Set your feet as a stone, my child, for those who scurry shall surely be consumed. That was in there, too. an abbreviated version of it. Okay. Start with a prayer. Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to get ready for your return. Thank you for giving us the ability to break our chains. For showing us our paths to you. For constantly validating yourself, your message, your existence. our lives. Thank you for letting us know that we're not alone and we're not crazy. Thank you for our animals who teach us what it is to love, to truly love. My connection to my dogs is, my is a reflection of my connection to God. Thank you for helping me understand 
Thank you for my friends and family who I am truly blessed to have on this path. We're all going to, to you together. Thank you for everyone that comes to hear your word every day. And please, God, give us the ability to divest ourselves of our earthly attachments and focus on what we need to do to facilitate your return. To break those last chains. Most of all, God, thank you for life every single day. Thank you for life. So, yesterday we were reading about Deborah. I find it very interesting. that God saw no difference between a man and a woman when it came to his judges. Why did the Catholic Church? Something to ponder. Anyhow. Brian, you know I don't like to close my prayers. I don't like to end the conversation with God. I like to keep talking to him. In a formal prayer, I will always say amen. But in a conversation with God, I like to keep talking. I don't want him to think that I've stopped talking to him. Of course, he knows I haven't. It's just my little quirk. I don't know what to tell y'all. So... My last sip of coffee. <clears throat> By the way, we are listening to, I wish I knew, uh, 963, The Frequency of God. The Book of Judges, Chapter 5. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinom, on that day, saying, Praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel when the people willingly offered themselves. Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princes. I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord God of Israel. Lord, when thou wentest out of Seir, when thou marchest out of the fields of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped and the clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted from before the Lord even that Sinai from before the Lord God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied, and the travelers walked through byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel, until that I, Deborah, arose, that I arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods, then was war in the gates. Was there a shield or a spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? 
My heart is toward the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless ye the Lord. Speak, ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way. They that are delivered from the noise of archers in the places of drawing water. There shall they rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts toward the inhabitants of his villages in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake, utter a song. Arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive, thou son of Abinoam. Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. Out of Ephraim there was a root of them against Amalek. After thee, Benjamin, among thy people, out of Machir come down the governors, and out of Zebulon they that handle the pen of the writer. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah, even Issachar, and also Barak. He was set on foot into the valley. For the divisions of Reuben, there were great thoughts of heart. Why abodest thou among the sheepfold to hear the bleedings of the flocks? For the divisions of Reuben, there were great searchings of heart. Gilead abode beyond Jordan. And why did Dan remain in ships? Asher continued on the seashore and abode in his breaches. Zebulon and Naphtali were a people that jeoparded their lives unto the death in the high places of the field. The kings came and fought, then fought the kings of Canaan in Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They took no gain of money. They fought from heaven. The stars in their courses fought against Sisera. The river of Kishon swept them away, that ancient river, the river Kishon. O oh, my soul, thou hast trodden down strength. Then were the horse hooves broken by the means of the prancings, the prancings of their mighty ones. Curse ye, Miraz, said the angel of the Lord. Curse ye bitterly the inhabitants thereof because they came not to help of the Lord, to help of the Lord against the mighty. Blessed above woman shall Jael, the wife of Heber, the Kenite, be. Blessed shall she be above women in the tent. He asked water, and she gave him milk. She brought forth butter in a lordly dish. She put her hand to the nail, and her right hand to the workman's hammer, and with the hammer she smote Sisera. She smote off his head, when she had pierced and stricken through his temples. At her feet he bowed, he fell, he lay down. At her feet he bowed, he fell. Where he bowed, there he fell down dead. The mother of Sisera looked out at a window and cried through the lattice, Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the wheels of his chariot? Her wise ladies answered her, Yea, she returned answer to herself. Have they not sped? Have they not divided the prey, every man a damsel or two, to Sisera a prey of divers colors, a prey of divers colors of needlework, of divers colors of needlework on both sides, met for the necks of them that take the spoil? So let all thine enemies perish, O Lord, but let them that love him be as the sun when he goeth forth in his might. And the land had rest forty years. Hmm. Chapter 6 
And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east, even they came up against them and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou came on to Gaza and left no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor ass. For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as a grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried unto the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, The Lord Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you forth out of the house of bondage, and I delivered you out of the hands of the Egyptians and out of the hands of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the God of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which is an Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash, the Abiezrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles, which our fathers told of us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. And Gideon, waited, and Gideon went in and made ready a kid and unleavened cakes of an epoch of flour. The flesh he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot and he brought it out onto him under the oak and presented it. And the angel of God said unto him, take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes. And there rose up a fire out of the rock and consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, 
For because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Oprah of the Abiezrites. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that your father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was, because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cut down, and the grove was cut down that was by it, and the second bullock was offered upon the altar that was built. And they said to one another, who hath done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. Then the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son that he may die, because he hath cast down the altar of Baal, and because he hath cut down the grove that was by it. And Joash said unto all that stood against him, Will ye plead for Baal? Will ye save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death whilst it is yet morning. If he be a God, let him plead for himself, because one hath cast down his altar. Therefore on that day he called him Jerubbaal, saying, Let Baal plead against him, because he hath thrown down his altar. Then all the Midianites and Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, and Abazar was gathered after him. And he sent to messengers throughout all Manasseh, who also was gathered after him. And he sent messengers unto Asher and unto Zebulon and unto Naphtali, and they came up to meet them. And Gideon said unto God, If thou wilt save Israel by mine hand, as thou hast said, behold, I will put a fleece of wool in the floor. And if the dew be on the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth beside it, then I shall know that thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said. And it was so. For he rose up early on the morning and the, thrust the fleece together and wringed the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. And Gideon said unto God, Let not thine anger be hot against me, and I will speak but this once. Let me prove, I pray thee, but this once with the fleece. Let it now be dry only upon the fleece, and upon all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, for it was dry upon the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. Chapter 7 Then Jerubbaal, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them, by the hill of Moab, in the valley. 
And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people that are with thee are too many for the people for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. Now therefore go to, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down onto the water, and I will try, try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. So he brought down the people onto the water, and the Lord said unto Gideon, Every one that lappeth of the water with his tongue, as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, every one that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped, putting their hands to their mouth, were three hundred men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thine hand, and let all the other people go, every man unto his place. So the people took victuals in their hand and their trumpets, and he sent all the rest of Israel, every man onto his tent, and retained those three hundred men. And the host of Midians was beneath him in the valley. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Arise, get thee down onto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Pura, thy servant, down to the host, and thou shalt hear what they say, and afterward shall thine hands be strengthened to go down onto the host. And then he went down with Phira, his servant, onto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude, and their camels were without number, as the sand by the seaside for multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow, and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian, and came onto a tent, and smote it, that it fell, and overturned it, that the tent lay along. And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. And it was so. When Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. And he divided the three hundred men into three companies, and he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me and do likewise, and behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that, as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with the trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpets also on every side of all the camp, and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the three hundred men that were with him came onto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets and brake the pitchers that were in their hands. 
And the three companies blew the trumpets and break the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow with all. And they cried, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp and all the host ran and cried and fled. And all 300 blew the trumpets and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled to Beth Shiata in Zarath and to the border of Abel Meholah unto Tabah. And the men of Israel gathered themselves together out of Naphtali and out of Asher and out of all Manasseh and pursued after the Midianites. And Gideon sent messengers throughout all Mount Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites, and take before them the waters unto Beth Barah and Jordan. Then all the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together, and took the waters unto Beth Barah and Jordan. And they took two princes of the Midianites, Oreb and Zeb, and they slew Oreb upon the rock Oreb, and Zeb they slew at the winepress of Zeb, and pursued Midian, and brought the heads of Oreb and Zeb to Gideon on the other side, Jordan. Hmm. I'm going to finish up there for today, because I want to play the next in the series of messages that Brother got, Brother Matt got from Easter to Pentecost. So, before we get out of here, Liana, are you doing a show today? All right. Here's Brother Matt before we get out of here. Uh, hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with you again uh, to share another message from the Lord. Uh, this message is from May 8th, 2023. It's part of that longer series of messages between Easter and Pentecost that I've been trying to get out. Um, appreciate you checking out the channel. Look at the other videos. You can see some of the other things that I've been sharing uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, also appreciate you liking and commenting and subscribing and sharing this video with others and helping to get this message out to other people. It's the Lord's message. And so we're trying to be faithful to get it out. And I appreciate those of you who are uh, participating in that way. So uh, here we go. May 8, 2023. This is what it says. To those who have ears to hear, say, I am the Lord who brought you out of darkness and into my light. I have loved you with unfailing love. You are my chosen ones. For I chose you from before the foundations were laid. I have loved you, though you did not know me. I formed you. I shaped your heart. You are mine. Know that I am a forgiving father, eager to receive those who would reach out their hands to me. If you would confess your sins, repent and return to me, Know that I would forgive you and receive you and restore you to fellowship with me. There is no love apart from me, for I am love. The one who does not love does not know me. And the one who proclaims to know me and yet does not love demonstrates that they do not know me. Remember the first and greatest commandment, that you would love me with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind 
with all your strength, and the second is like it, that you would love your neighbor as you love yourself. See, I have demonstrated love to you in that while you were yet sinners, Christ died for you. When you were not worthy of my love, still I loved you. Therefore, my children, you must love one another in like fashion. To those who are far off, I will call you from distant lands and far reaches, from the highest mountains and the deepest valleys. I will draw all my chosen ones from distant places to myself. There is nowhere that I do not see that I cannot reach. On the day of your gathering, you will be greatly astounded to see the mighty work of the Lord. Know that my hand is not too far to save. I will seek out all the sheep of my flock. I am the good shepherd. I leave the 99 to seek after the one. And I will lose none of those who belong to me. I will hear the praises of my people in distant tongues, in foreign lands. For one day soon, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that I am the Lord. It may seem an impossible thing to you, but you will see that nothing is impossible with me. Those in the distant lands, in the far reaches, will call on me. They will lift up holy hands to sing praises to my name. From the tents of the Bedouins and the Tibetans on their plateaus, to the multitudes of city dwellers in the cities of Asia and the Middle East, no one of mine will be lost. The harvest is upon you. Make ready, O reapers of my harvest field. The wheat is ripe, the time is now, go. The Lord is radiant in majesty, in beauty, in glory. I, the Lord, have spoken these things and I will accomplish my mighty work. I will accomplish all my works even among those heathen nations and those nations that do not honor me, I will call out to my chosen ones and draw all who are mine unto myself, says the Lord, your hope and your salvation. That is the word of the Lord. And uh, I appreciate everyone uh, who's listening and uh, pray that the Lord would be with you, encourage you, strengthen you, equip you today. Be encouraged, brothers and sisters. Thank you. So, Lord, that I, I pray that you keep Brother Matt safe and protected in the palm of your hand so he can continue to spread your word. We will continue to assist in that. I pray that everyone has a beautiful, safe, blessed day. Just stay warm. And get ready your go bags. Do y'all have a go bag? 
You're just, just in case, oh shit, bag, copies of your important papers, change clothes, comfortable sneakers, extra socks, water filtration system, energy bars, power bars, go bag, you know, pack it up just in case. Anyway. Liana is doing a show today. Yay. So we're going to get out of here. And uh, you can go check her out. Of course, Mick and I will be back tonight. 5.45 for the pre-show. 6 p.m. for the start of the regular show. So we will see you all then. See you on the flip side. Thanks for listening, y'all. Good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing this morning? It's cold. It's very cold. It was freezing here last night, which we're in South Georgia. It doesn't usually get freezing this early in the year. I mean, it's not even December yet. I haven't even planted my garlic yet. Well, I did, but then the chickens ate it. And I was like, oh, that's okay. I've got another month to replant because I got two months before the first frost, but apparently not. Except, this is really cool. I want to share with y'all real quick. So I brought the kid to school this morning, even though he did pass his driving test yesterday. So we have yet another licensed driver on our insurance. Yay. Um, but he doesn't have a car yet for a couple days. So I drove him, and he doesn't have a parking pass for school either. So I drove him to school this morning. And on my way back, well, he, he mentioned... Rather, he drove to school and I drove back, but he was like, wow, there's ice on the grass. Yeah. Yeah, first frost. Good hard frost. All the, the grass going down the road, going to school was all white. And then I came home and I watched this white grass right up to about three quarters of the way down the side yard. Then it stopped in a circle, like a half circle, it stopped. It was very cool and kept going. And that's right next to the house, just past the gardens, right? So it's, I have the pool house, which is my electroculture workshop where I make the antennas and the pool enclosure. And outside the pool enclosure is where I have all my containers, plants and the uh, boxes and then the house and then a small yard then the gardens and the chicken enclosure and then there's another copse of trees and then past that is the side yard okay so almost to the copse of trees so only a couple feet into the side yard the frost stopped in a half circle and I kept going and I pulled in and there's no frost in front of the house at all. Now, in the front circular bed, in the front of the house, there's there's frost, but in the grass directly in front of the house, there was no frost. And I was like, man, I didn't cover my plants last night. Cause I honestly didn't think it was gonna freeze. Like they always give this freeze warnings, like down here in the South, they're like, oh, watch your plants and your elderly and bring your 
your animals inside and run water through your pipes. And it's because it's going to be 45 degrees. I'm like 45 degrees. That's like 13 degrees above freezing. That's t-shirt weather, but I'm from up North. So, so I, I, you know, they're always so overdramatic. I did not honestly expect it to freeze. So I didn't cover my plants last night and I kind of wanted to see what would happen. You know, I just planted all those new tomatoes. Um, you watched Freedom Gardens last Saturday, you saw I, I did an experiment. I planted tomatoes with an antenna and without an antenna. And the ones I planted with the antenna, every single seed came up and they're huge. And the ones without an antenna, only about a third of the seeds came up and they're not nearly as big. So as soon as I got out of the truck, I went into the back to check them. And you know, there's a little couple droplets of water on them. No frost. They're still healthy beautiful no blackening no no nothing no frost on them my two-week-old tomato plants are fine and I put my fingers in the dirt just to see if it was cold or freezing and it was a little chilly but it wasn't anywhere near freezing and yeah it was the electroculture it has to be because the electroculture gathers excess energy. What is energy? It's heat. It gathers excess energy, ions, and it deposits them into the soil at the root of your plants. So not only does it attract pollinators and help your plants grow twice as fast and five times as big and, I mean, hugely healthy, but apparently it protects them from the first frost too. Keeps that soil just a little bit warmer. Now, I wouldn't say depend on electroculture when it's, you know, sustained freezing for a long time here. It only got to freezing, you know, 32. And I don't think it even dipped below 32, maybe for two or three hours. But two or three hours at 32 is more than enough to kill a two-week-old seedling that's left outside. And this was fine. So anyway, I wanted to share that with y'all. It's very cool. Because <laughs> I've not had, I, I started electroculture last March. I've not been through a winter with it. So looking forward to it. This is going to be a lot of fun. And I guess I'll be planting garlic again today, tomorrow. It's supposed to warm up again here. But... um. I'll also be making dog food today because both my dogs are throwing up. We had to switch their food and I'm taking them off of processed food entirely as I should have a long time ago. And I'll be making their base out of pumpkin, of which I have plenty on the front porch that I can peel and cook, and rice and um, sweet potatoes once they come up. And because, no, their dog food that they've been on for years, which is just their kibble base. I mean, I make most of their dog food anyway, but they're so big and they're growing that they need to have something to munch on during the day. But their kibble base got recalled all of a sudden and they had to switch foods. Their stomachs don't like that. So I'm not, not doing that anymore. I'm just going to make it fresh. I'll make it in two sets. I'll make pumpkin and rice as a base and then the meat and eggs to add on as a topper. And they'll have everything. And I won't be dependent on 
another a store for food for my animals because soon it might not be there how are you going to feed your animals if the stores are closed or if there's no food on the shelves how are you going to feed yourself if there's no food on the shelves we talk about preparing a lot Mick and I talk about it brother Matt talks about it preparing mind body and spirit what we do here every morning helps prepare your mind and your spirit Matt's messages especially I know help me prepare my spirit yesterday I was laughing out loud because the message that I got and gave was so almost immediately mirrored by the message that he gave that it it can't be coincidence that's preparing the mind to know we're not alone we're not crazy preparing the spirit following our path to God but we have to prepare our bodies as well we have to be able to sustain ourselves you have to grow your own food I'm sorry there's really no choice there's no more excuses I'm growing microgreens right now in just to see if I could in plastic milk jugs or tea jugs or you know whatever juice jugs with no soil on the bottom I just soaked the microgreen seeds for 24 hours took a jug cut it in half actually left it attached to the handle side but you know so you could open it and I uh, poked some holes in the bottom and after those seeds had soaked I just spread them on the bottom of the jug and every day I go out and I sprinkle some water on them and they're huge in a week you have food to eat that's actually between 40 and 300 times more nutritious than if you let that plant grow to its full size broccoli alfalfa that kind of stuff microgreens are a great you know oh shit food get some microgreen seeds and throw them in your oh shit box because that you can grow in a week and it will sustain you with the vitamins and the minerals that you need for you know a short period of time a handful of microgreens will go a long way and you don't even need dirt to grow it in really even I mean put it on a windowsill mine are sitting outside right now it's probably probably should have taken those in but they're big enough now to feed them to the chickens which is why I was growing them we'll eat them too I, I made like six jugs full there's you know gallon jugs so I have five gallons of microgreens to give to the chickens and one for us and I'll start a new set so how are you going to sustain yourself when the day comes well not when the day comes the day after the days after when the shit hits the fan do you have storable food do you have a way to filter water without electricity do you have a way to grow your own food Do you have electrical antennas so you can grow them that much faster 
how are you going to sustain yourself when the day comes or after the day comes? Because it's coming really soon. Yeah, next, it's amazing. I'm going to take a video of it today and show you all the microgreens with no soil. It's, it's seriously, just throw the seeds on the bottom and they just grew. So, and just water them once a day. It's wild. You don't need, you don't even need soil or even water for them to sit in for that matter. It's not even hydroponic. It's literally just growing them. So, very cool. What if your soil is contaminated? Really? Learn how to grow what you can, where you can, however you can. Because otherwise, you will not survive. You can be as spiritually ready. You can be as mentally ready. But if you are not physically in real life ready, you won't survive. All three parts have to be covered. So, Matt got another message on the 28th. So, two days ago. Um, and this one's longer. And again, I haven't listened to it yet. I just saw it pop up this morning. He put it out last night, late last night, 13 hours ago, I guess. So, Let's watch that because it's a solid 20 minutes and then we'll get into it. Well, hey, brothers and sisters, it's Brother Matt back with another message from the Lord. The message that I'm going to share today is from November 28th, 2023. So just early this morning. Um, uh, if you're new to this channel, uh, thank you for being here. I'm glad you found uh, this channel and I encourage you to check out the other videos that I posted here. Uh, what I do here is as the Lord gives me messages, I just share them uh, as, as he gave them to me. Um, and I try not to add anything extra to it. Uh, I just give you what the Lord has given to me. Um, I'm grateful for all of you who are subscribed and who comment and who uh, like these videos and who share these videos with others. I uh, will encourage you today, as I as I normally do, if you have comments or prayer requests, you're welcome to put those into the um, to the comment section under this video. You know, I will pray for you, and there are other people on the channel who will also pray uh, for you. Also, if you have just reflections, comments, testimonies you want to share, uh, put them in the comment section. That's great. It's great to see the interaction and for us to encourage each other. I um, was looking at folks who had made prayer requests uh, over the last couple of days, the last 24 hours or so. And so I just wrote some things down and I thought before I read today that I would just pray uh, for those who have um, made requests. I know some of you just have unspoken requests, and that's okay as well. So, um, so Lord Jesus, in your name, uh, God, I just, I'm just grateful for what you are doing, and um, 
I'm thankful that you are not a God who is silent. You are a God who speaks. I'm thankful that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And uh, I'm grateful for everyone that you have brought um, to be a part of the community that's growing here on this channel. And there are many, Lord, who have requests. And you know them, Lord, and you know what those requests are. But just, God, to mention a few so that we can pray for each other. Uh, Lord, I just want to lift up Lisa. Uh, for her health concerns. And Lord, I want to lift up um, Dee um, and her daughter in particular, Lord. Uh, God, that you would set her daughter free from darkness and bring her into the light. I pray for Dolores, Lord, and uh, for our sister in India, for her daughters and for her husband, particularly that her husband would come to faith in you. Lord, I pray for Marisha in uh, South Africa, Lord, who's... Uh, struggling with some things, Lord, and for Sister Reba as well, and for Janet and her situation at work, and for another sister who mentioned that she had questions that she was wrestling with, Lord, that she needs guidance about. God, I pray you would give her that guidance. I pray for Frederico. I pray for Helen's daughter, Angie, and Lord, for all of the other requests, for all of the other brothers and sisters on this channel. Lord, I, I'm grateful for all of them. I'm grateful, um, Lord, again, for the community that you've begun to build here. So, Lord, may you move in the lives of these people that we've named. God, may you heal those who need healing. May you comfort those who need comfort. May you bring those who are in darkness to the light, Lord. May you show yourself to be the faithful, faithful God that you are. So I lift all these prayer requests up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so um, having said all of that, I want to go ahead and get to what the Lord has given me to share. Um, and brothers and sisters, I would ask you, um, pray for me and, and, and for my wife also. We are um, not sleeping very much or very well. Um, and some of that is because of the way the Lord has been moving. And so that's good. You know, we can accept that. Um, we can walk through that. Um, but there's some other things too, which I'll, I'll talk about at the end, some, um, some spiritual warfare things. But anyway, I want to get to it. So November 28th, 2023, this is what the Lord said. I, the Lord, the maker, he who crafted this world, with his hand, he who took what was without form and gave form to it, he who spoke and it was, he who was from the beginning, he who is now and he who is to come, I the Lord, who put on flesh and dwelt among you, through whom all things have their being, and through whom all things were made. I am he. Therefore, listen and heed my word, O you peoples. The hour is near, the hour of your master's coming. And how shall he find his servants on that day? Will you be ready, O children, or will you be asleep? The time is near. 
Prepare yourselves for my coming day. How will I find my bride? Will she be prepared for the bridegroom's coming? Will she be adorned in holiness and righteous works? Will she be prepared for me? Or will she even be asleep? I have told you. I have warned you. I have spoken from of old. And now still I speak. Make ready, O church. Make ready, O servants of the Lord. You shall see your master coming from on high. Look for my sign, the sign of my coming. Every eye will see. This thing shall not be hidden on that day. I have not hidden from my servants what I will do. Watch and see. Watch and see, O you nations, the mighty hand of the Lord. I am bringing a hand of judgment upon this earth. For I have weighed you in the scales, O man, and found you lacking. Do you think that my justice will not find you, O man? It is for justice that I am coming. And my justice shall be satisfied upon this earth. Turn to me. You who are wise, while there is still time for you, turn to me that you might wash your filthy robes and be cleansed. I have offered you a hand. I have given you a warning. I have told you beforehand these things that are to come, but you will not listen. You will not heed, you will not turn, you will cover your ears, you will cover your eyes, you will seek to hide in the depths, but there is no hiding for you on the day that I lay all things bare. Your nakedness will be revealed, O man, for I will lay all things bare. If you were wise, you would hide yourself in me. To my chosen people say, Soon I will wipe every tear from your eye. Soon I will gather you to myself. Soon you will set your anxieties and your burdens aside. Your fear and your terror will be no more. I will wipe them away in a moment. You will shrug off this mortal flesh and these earthly concerns. I will dress you in immortality. I will remove the veil from your eyes. I will gather you to myself. 
that you might be in the place I have prepared for you. That you might be with me. That you might sit at my table where I will drink of the fruit of the vine again with you. Be encouraged, O you saints, O my chosen ones, for your Lord is coming to you soon. All who long to see the day say, Come. You who long to see my day say, Come. Come. Come, Lord. And so then finally, the Lord said to me, finish, finish the work, declare these things, and finish. And so that's the word from November 28th, from early this morning now. Um, I'll tell you a few other things. <clears throat> so after this word, um, the Lord just continued to be present with us, my wife and I. And this was maybe like about 2.30 in the morning. And um, we prayed and talked and then the Lord would say some things to us. But I had this vision of a path. And let me describe it to you. I saw a path, um, it was white, uh, it was like packed dirt, I guess, um, but white, almost illuminated, and the sky all around was red and, and purple, and in the distance at the horizon where the path ended, I saw fire, um, flame, like a tower like a tower of flame going up to heaven and of course I thought of the pillar of fire by night uh, from Exodus and I also thought of Jacob's ladder and the skies around me were red and purple and it was nighttime but the light um, seemingly from the path illuminated things so that I could see. Now, to the left and to the right of the path, there were thorn bushes and thorns and thistles. And um, they were black. It was like all black and shadows. And there were shapes moving in and around, moving through the thorns and the thistles. Beasts and jackals. That's what I said when I was describing it. And I saw the Lord standing up ahead near the end of the path and uh, near the flame. And he was dressed in white. He had like a hood kind of over his head and he had a shepherd's staff in his hand. And I said, um, you know, it is the shepherd. And then I saw that I was not alone on the path. My wife was there with me. And then I looked behind me and I saw a great 
crowd of people that were also on the path with us, that we were all on the path together. And, and this crowd stretched all the way back to the horizon that was behind us. And we were told, we just had this understanding not to step off the path, you know, to stay on the path. But I saw people reaching into the thorn bushes and they were pulling people out from among the thorns and the thistles. And the people that were, I mean, there were people in there too, I guess, with the beasts and things. And they were all in shadow. But when someone would reach in and pull someone else out, they um, were suddenly pulled into the, onto the path. And then it was like, because the light found them, then they were lightened. And, you know, we were all in white robes. Uh, that was another thing I forgot to say before, but they were all, we were all in white robes as we were walking on this path together. You know? So that was this vision uh, thing that the Lord gave me. It's one thing. So then um, a little later in the night, um, I had a kind of spiritual warfare encounter. Uh, I saw a hooded man in black in my bedroom, faceless. And as soon as I saw him, I just immediately started shouting. I mean, was, by this time it was like 3.30 in the morning. I'm sure I woke everybody in the house up. I was shouting pretty loud. And um, this, you know, spirit, evil presence coming against us. We just immediately, in Jesus' name, get out of here. Began to cast the spirit out and um, out of the room and then to the front door and open the front door out of the house, get out of here, get out of here. And uh, my wife reminded me that I had a vision the other day, which I don't think I shared with you guys, where I had a encounter with a evil presence inside the house. And as I encountered it in the, in the vision or whatever, I said, get out, get out of here, get out of here. And I chased it to the front door. And it left out the front door, but on the front porch by the door, there were other, you know, evil spirits. And so when I saw them, I did the same thing. Get out, get out of here, get out of here, you know, cast them out. In Jesus name, get out of here, get out of here. And then I looked and I saw the fence line and my house doesn't have a fence line, but in the vision I saw the fence line and at the fence line there were all these other shapes standing on the other side of the fence and kind of looked like um, you know like zombies or something from a movie um, and I said you know get out get out of here cast cast them out too but it struck me because there were three levels you know there was inside the house there was the doorway of the house there was at the fence line the boundary of the house and so my wife reminded me of this as after we had had this encounter. And, um, and so we did something that we used to do um, anytime we moved into a new house is we would pray through, pray through the house. And certainly we've done that in the house we're living in now, and we've done that before. And so we went through the whole house and just prayed and, um, you know, just prayed against any spirit, any unclean thing, prayed over all of our kids and um, prayed over my mom and, and um, just went through every, 
every part of the house, went to the doorway, and then I walked the, the, the what would be the fence line of the house and just prayed again to keep the defenses up. Now, I know there was somebody in the comments who mentioned that um, she had a daughter who was seeing dark shapes in her house. And, and um, you know, I um, clearly that's an evil spirit, evil presence, and so I really encourage so I say all of this, you know, because brothers and sisters, you know, we're we're all under attack daily, regularly, and we have to keep our defenses up. You know, we have to continue to resist the enemy, you know, resist the enemy and he will flee. That's what it says in the word. And, and we have to struggle against, uh, you know, these these powers and principalities. Remember, we struggle not against flesh and blood, against powers and principalities of this present darkness, right? That's Ephesians chapter 6. We have to continue to struggle and fight against these things. We have victory in the name of Jesus. You know, the, the enemy is not fighting from a position of victory, right? He is a defeated foe. As the Lord said in another passage that he gave me another thing he gave me and the enemy is like a toothless lion like he can roar he's looking for somebody to to devour but but in jesus name we have victory and when we look at how the lord dealt with you know evil spirits with a word right with a word he could say get out of here and they have to obey his authority. So claim no authority on, on myself. Um, there's only authority in Jesus' name and by his power. And yet he said to us in Matthew 28, uh, you know, I will be with you even to the end of the age. And so he is with us, right? He gave his disciples power to cast out spirits and to do all kinds of things in his name. And so I don't think that we need to have fear. I think that we need to be strong in the battle and fight. I am not saying we should be looking for these things. We're trying to get involved with these things. We have to be very careful, brothers and sisters, that we don't, out of curiosity, delve too deeply into these things. But when they come against you or you feel like it's coming against you, pray in Jesus' name. Pray in the Lord's name that those things would flee. Uh, they have no, they have no ground to stand on unless we give them ground, right? So we have to remove the, you know, pray against any strongholds in your life. Repent of sin, right? Do not allow the enemy a foothold. He is constantly looking for a foothold, and whether it is in your life or in the life of somebody in your household or something else, he's constantly looking for a foothold, and those footholds are coming at us from every different direction nowadays. You can't even open your phone and read read the news without being, you know, encountering some terrible things that are in this world. So anyway, I say all of that um, to encourage you to continue to fight, to remember that we have victory in Jesus' name. So brothers and sisters, I'm grateful for this time with you, and I know I'm going long, and I you know, sorry about that. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, the Lord came early this morning and and yesterday too, and so I don't know if we're moving into a thing where 
it's going to be as regular as it was during Easter to Pentecost. We'll see. Um, but, you know, as he gives things to me, then I give them to you. But, um, you know, he said, finish the work. And so I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that. So anyway, having said all of that, brothers and sisters, I love you in Jesus name. One day we will get to meet each other face to face. We will all be together and, uh, and that'll be a glorious day. So I look forward to that. And, um, my prayers are with you guys. Bless you. And, uh, I'll see you next time. So it seems I'll be going long as well. I apologize, Liana, but it is what it is. There is one more thing I wanted to share with you, though. The end of Matt's message there is so important about the spiritual attacks. You have to have Jesus. I know you all are familiar with Janet Osbard, who was the creator of the Fall of the Cabal series that has woken up so many people over the past six years. She and her partner, Cynthia, did every single one of those episodes themselves. They were inspired by the Q posts to start digging and they put out productions that normally take a full crew. And two weeks ago, Janet walked away from her house, left her dog, left all her money, left all her things behind, left only a message that she was intending to take her own life. And she's not been seen since. When you dig too deep without God, without Jesus, it will destroy your soul. I pray for Janet's soul because she did not have the armor of God. She took that black pill, but she never took the white pill. And the world has lost one of them strongest voices for truth because she never took that next step to find God to let him into your life to let him protect you they said she was emotionally exhausted spiritually exhausted yeah she was a hypersensitive autist. But she didn't have Jesus. So, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for giving us the strength and energy to do everything we need to do to prepare for your arrival. in body, mind, and spirit. Thank you for protecting us from those evil spirits that will come against us. 
we know that the only way to truth and to love is through you, through Jesus. Jesus is the only way to you. He is the only path. Thank you for showing us that path. Thank you for constantly reminding us to stay on that path. It is the only way we'll survive. Yes, Liana, we're very sure that they didn't get her. God, we pray that you keep your chosen ones safe and secure in the palm of your hand, close to your heart. Heal those that need healing. Protect those that need protection. Open the ears of those that have ears to hear. And open the eyes of those that have eyes to see. We know you're coming soon. Dear God, thank you for our friends and our family. Hopefully they will be on this path with us. But if we have to pull them out of those thistles and thorn bushes, we hope you give us the ability to find them and bring them with us. And most of all, God, thank you for life every day. Thank you for life. Our life is sustained through you. Normally, I would be finishing up the reading now and moving on to Matt's second message, but obviously we're going to go long. So let's get started on this. And by the way, we're listening to 528 Healing Your Energy in the background. So the book of Judges, chapter 8. And the men of Ephraim said unto him, why hast thou served us thus, that thou calledest us not when thou wentest to fight with the Midianites? And they did chide with him sharply. And he said unto them, What have I done now in comparison of you? Is not the gleaning of the grapes of Ephraim better than the vintage of Abazar? God hath delivered into your hands the princes of Midian, Oreb and Zeb, and what I was able to do in comparison of you. Then their anger was abated toward him when he had said that. And Gideon came to Jordan and passed over. He and the 300 men that were with him faint, yet pursuing them. And he said unto the men of Succoth, Give, I pray you, loaves of bread unto the people that follow me, for they be faint. And I am pursuing after Zeba and Zalumna, kings of Midian. And the princes of Succoth said, are the hands of Zeba and Zalumna now in thine hand that we should give bread unto thine army? And Gideon said, Therefore, when the Lord hath delivered Zeba and Zalumna into mine hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and with briars. 
And he went up thence to Penuel and spake unto them likewise. And the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Succoth had answered him. And he spake also unto the men of Penuel, saying, When I come again in peace, I will break down this tower. Now Zeba and Zalimna were in Karkor and their hosts with them, about 15,000 men, all that were left of all the hosts of the children of the east. For there fell 120,000 men that drew sword. And Gideon went up by the way of them that dwelt in their tents on the east of Nobah and Jogbaha and smote the host, for the host was secure. And when Zeba and Zalumna fled, he pursued after them and took the two kings of Midian, Zeba and Zalumna, and discomfited all the host. And Gideon, the son of Joash, returned from battle before the sun was up and caught a young man of the men of Succoth and inquired of him. And he described unto him the princes of Succoth and the elders thereof, even threescore and seventeen men. And he came unto the men of Succoth and said, Behold, Zeba and Zalumna, with whom ye did upbraid me, saying, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalumna now in thine hand, that we should give bread unto thy men that are weary? And he took the elders of the city, and the thorns of the wilderness, and briars, and with them he taught the men of Succoth. And he beat down the tower of Penuel, and slew the men of the city. Then he said unto Zeba and Zalumna, What manner of men were they whom you slew at Tabor? And they answered, As thou art, so were they. Each one resembled the children of a king. And he said, They were my brethren, even the sons of my mother. As the Lord liveth, if ye had saved them alive, I would not slay you. And he said unto Jether his firstborn, Up and slay them. But the youth drew not his sword, for he feared, because he was yet a youth. Then Zeba and Zalumna said, Rise thou and fall upon us, for as the man is, so is his strength. And Gideon arose and slew Zeba and Zalumna and took away the ornaments that were on their camels' necks. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son and thy son's sons also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. And Gideon said unto them, I would desire a request of you, that ye would give me every man the earrings of his prey. For they had golden earrings, because they were Ishmaelites. And they answered him, We will willingly give them. And they spread a garment, and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. And the weight of the golden earrings that he requested was the thousand and seven hundred shekels of gold, besides ornaments and collars and purple raiment that was on the kings of Midian, and beside the chains that were about their camels' necks. And Gideon made an ephod thereof, and put it in his city, even in Ophrah. And all Israel went thither a-whoring after it, which thing became a snare unto Gideon and to his house. Thus was Midian subdued before the children of Israel, so that they lifted up their heads no more. And the country was in quietness forty years in the days of Gideon. And Jeroboam the son of Joash went and dwelt in his own house. And Gideon had three score and ten sons of his body begotten, for he had many wives. 
and his concubine that was in Shechem, she also bare him a son, whose name he called Ab Abimelech. And Gideon, the son of Joash, died in a good old age and was buried in the sepulcher of Joash, his father, in Ophrah of Abi Ezrites. And it came to pass, as soon as Gideon was dead, that the children of Israel turned again and went whoring after Baalim and made Baal Bareth their god. And the children of Israel remembered not the Lord their God, who had delivered them out of the hands of all their enemies on every side. Neither showed they kindness to the house of Jerubal, namely Gideon, according to all the goodness which he had shown unto Israel. Chapter 9 And Abimelech, the son of Jerubal, went to Shechem unto his mother's brethren, and communed with them, and with all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Speak, I pray you, in the ears of all the men of Shechem, whether is better for you, either that all the sons of Jerubal, which are threescore and ten persons, reign over you, or that one reign over you. Remember also that I am your bone and your flesh. And his mother's brethren spake of him in the ears of all the men of Shechem all these words, and their hearts inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. And they gave him threescore and ten pieces of silver out of the house of Baal Berwith. Wherewith Abimelech hired vain and light persons, which followed him. And he went on to his father's house at Ophrah, and slew his brethren, the sons of Jerubal, being threescore and ten persons, upon one stone. Notwithstanding yet, Jotham, the youngest son of Jerubal, was left, for he hid himself. And all the men of Shechem gathered together, and all the house of Milo, and went, and made Abimelech king by the plain of the pillar that was in Shechem. And when they told it to Jotham, he went and stood in the top of Mount Gerizim, and lifted up his voice, and cried, and said unto them, Hearken unto me, ye men of Shechem, that God may hearken unto you. The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them, and they said unto the olive tree, Reign now over us. But the olive tree said unto them, should I leave my fatness, wherewith by me they honor God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? And the trees said to the fig tree, Come now, and reign over us. But the fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit, and go to be promoted over the trees? Then the trees said unto the vine, Come now, and reign over us. And the vine said unto them, Should I leave my wine, which cherith God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? Then said all the trees unto the bramble, Come now and reign over us. And the bramble said unto the trees, If in truth ye anoint me king over you, then come and put your trust in my shadow. And if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Now therefore, if ye have done truly and sincerely, in that ye have made Abimelech king, and if ye have dwelt well with Jerubal and his house, and done unto him according to the deserving of his hands, for my father fought for you, and adventured his life far, and delivered you out of the hand of Midian, and ye are risen up against my father's house this day, and have slain his sons threescore and ten persons upon one stone, and have made Abimelech the son of his maidservant, king over the men of Shechem, because he is your brother. 
If ye then have dealt truly and sincerely with Jerubal and with his house this day, then rejoice ye in Abimelech, and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come out from Abimelech and devour the men of Shechem and the house of Milo, and let fire come out from the men of Shechem and from the house of Milo and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran away and fled and went to Beer and dwelt there for fear of Abimelech and his brother. When Abimelech had reigned three years over Israel, then God sent an evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem, and the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, that the cruelty done to the threescore and ten sons of Jerubal might come, and their blood be laid upon Abimelech their brother which slew them, and upon the men of Shechem which aided him in the killing of his brethren. And the men of Shechem set liars in wait for him in the top of the mountains, and they robbed all that came a long way by them. As it, and it was told Abimelech. And Gaal, the son of Ebed, came with his brethren and went over to Shechem. And the men of Shechem put their confidence in him. And they went out into the fields and gathered their vineyards and trod the grapes and made merry and went into the house of their God and did eat and drink and cursed Abimelech. And Gaal, the son of Abed, said, Who is Abimelech, and who is Shechem, that we should serve him? Is he not the son of Jerubal? And Zebul, his officer, serve the men of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for why should we serve him? And would to God this people were under my hand, then I would remove Abimelech. And he said to Abimelech, Increase thine army and come out. And when Zebul, the ruler of the city, heard the words of Gaal, the son of Abed, his anger was kindled. And he sent messengers unto Abimelech privily, saying, Behold, Gaal, the son of Abed, and his brethren be come to Shechem. And behold, they fortify the city against thee. Now therefore, up by night, thou that the people that is with thee, and lie in wait in the field. And it shall be that in the morning, as soon as the sun is up, Thou shalt rise early, and set upon the city, and behold, when he and the people that is with him come out against thee, then mayest thou do to them as thou shalt find occasion. And Abimelech rose up, and all the people that were with him by night, and they laid wait against Shechem and four companies. And Gal the son of Ebed went out, and stood in the entering of the gate of the city. And Abimelech rose up, and the people that were with him from lying in wait. And when Gal saw the people, he said to Zebul, Behold, there come people down from the top of the mountains. And Zebul said unto him, Thou seest the shadow of the mountains as if they were men. And Gal spake again and said, See, there come people down by the middle of the land, and another company come along by the plain of Meonanim. Then said Zebul unto him, Where is now thy mouth? Wherewith thou saidest, Who is Abimelech, that we should serve him? Is not this the people that thou hast despised? I go, go out, I pray now, and fight with them. And Gal went out before the men of Shechem, and fought with Abimelech. And Abimelech chased him, and he fled before him. And many were overthrown and wounded, even unto the entering of the gate. And Abimelech dwelt at Aruma. And Zebul thrust out Gaul and his brethren, that they should not dwell in Shechem. And it came to pass on the morrow that the people went out into the field, and they told Abimelech. 
And he took the people and divided them into three companies and laid wait in the field and looked and behold, the people were come forth out of the city and he rose up against them and smote them. And Abimelech and the companies that was with him rushed forward and stood in the entering of the gate of the city. And the two other companies that ran upon all the people that were in the fields and slew them. And Abimelech fought against the city all that day. And he took the city and slew the people that was therein and beat down the city and sowed it with salt. And when all the men of the tower of Shechem heard that, they entered into an hold of the house of the god Bareth. And it was told Abimelech that all the men of the tower of Shechem were gathered together. And Abimelech gat him up to Mount Zalom, and he and all the people that were with him. And Abimelech took an axe in his hand and cut down a bough from the trees and took it and laid it on his shoulder and said unto the people that were with him, What ye have seen me do, make haste and do as I have done. And all the people likewise cut down every man his bow and followed Abimelech and put them to the hold and set the hold on fire upon them so that all the men of the tower of Shechem died also, about a thousand men and women. Then Abimelech went to Thebes and encamped against Thebes and took it. But there was a strong tower within the city and thither fled all the men and women and all they of the city and shut it to them and gat them up to the top of the tower. And Abimelech came onto the tower and fought against it and went hard onto the door of the tower to burn it with fire. And a certain woman cast a piece of millstone onto Abimelech's head and all to break his skull. Then he called hastily unto the young man, his armor bearer, and said unto him, Draw thy sword and slay me, that the men say not of me a woman slew him. And his young man thrust him through, and he died. And when the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man unto his place. Thus God rendered the wickedness of Abimelech, which he did unto his father, in slaying his seventy brethren. And all the evil of the men of Shechem did God render upon their heads. And upon them came the curse of Jotham, the son of Jerubbaal. Hmm. Hmm. Do one more. Chapter 10. And after Abimelech, hmm, no, you know what? Yeah. And after Abimelech, there rose to defend Israel, Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar. And he dwelt in Shamir in Mount Ephraim. And he judged Israel twenty and three years and died and was buried in Shamir. And after him arose Jair, a Gileadite, and judged Israel twenty and two years. And he had thirty sons that rode on thirty ass colts. And they had thirty cities, which are called Hevoth Jair unto this day, which are in the land of Gilead. And Jair died and was buried in Camon. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam and Ashtaroth and the gods of Syria and the gods of Zidon and the gods of Moab and the gods of the children of Ammon and the gods of the Philistines and forsook, forsook the Lord and served him not. And the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and he sold them into the hands of the Philistines and into the hands of the children of Ammon. And that year they vexed and oppressed the children of Israel, 
18 years, all the children of Israel that were on the other side, Jordan, in the land of the Amorites, which is in Gilead. Moreover, the children of Ammon passed over Jordan to fight also against Judah and against Benjamin and against the house of Ephraim, so that Israel was sore distressed. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, saying, We have sinned against thee, both because we have forsaken our God and also served Baalim. And the Lord said unto the children of Israel, Did not I deliver you from the Egyptians and from the Amorites and from the children of Ammon and from the Philistines? The Zidonians also and the Amalekites and the Maonites did oppress you. And ye cried to me, and I delivered you out of their hand. Yet ye have forsaken me and served other gods. Wherefore, I will deliver you no more. Go and cry unto the gods which ye have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of your tribulation. And the children of Israel said unto the Lord, We have sinned. Do thou unto us whatsoever seemeth good unto thee. Deliver us only, we pray thee, this day. And they put away the strange gods from among them and served the Lord. And his soul was grieved for the misery of Israel. Then the children of Ammon were gathered together and encamped in Gilead. And the children of Israel assembled themselves together and encamped in Mizpah. And the people and the princes of Gilead said one to another, What man is he that will begin to fight against the children of Ammon? He shall be head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. Chapter 11 Now Jephoth, the Gileadonite, was a mighty man of valor, and he was the son of an harlot, and Gilead begat Jephthah. And Gilead's wife bare him sons, and his wife's sons grew up, and they thrust out Jephthah, and said unto him, Thou shalt not inherit in our father's house, for thou art the son of a strange woman. And Jephthah fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. And there were gathered vain men to Jephthah, and went out with him. And it came to pass in process of time that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. And it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Jephthah out of the land of Tob. And they said unto Jephthah, Come and be our captain, that we may fight with the children of Ammon. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, Did ye not hate me and expel me out of my father's house? And why are you come unto me now when ye are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, Therefore we turn again to thee now, that thou mayest go with us and fight against the children of Ammon and be our head over all the inhabitants of Gilead. And Jephthah said unto the elders of Gilead, If ye bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon, and the Lord deliver them before me, shall I be your head? And the elders of Gilead said unto Jephthah, The Lord be witness between us, if we do not so according to thy words. Then Jephthah went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and captain over them. And Jephthah uttered all his words before the Lord in Mizpah. And Jephthah sent messengers unto the king of the children of Ammon, saying, What hast thou to do with me, that thou art come against me to fight in my land? And the king of the children of Ammon answered unto the messengers of Jephthah, 
because Israel took away my land when they came up out of Egypt, even Arnon, even from Arnon, even onto Jabuk, from onto Jordan. Now, therefore, restore those lands again peaceably. Then Jephthah sent messengers again unto the king of the children of Ammon. And he said unto him, Thus saith Jephthah, Israel took not away the land of Moab, nor the land of the children of Ammon. But when Israel came up from Egypt and walked through the wilderness onto the Red Sea and came to Kadesh, then Israel sent messengers unto the king of Edom, saying, Let me, I pray thee, pass through thy land. But the king of Edom would not hearken thereto. And in like manner they sent unto the king of Moab, but he would not consent. And Israel abode in Kadesh. Then they went along through the wilderness and compassed the lands of Edom and the land of Moab and came by the east side of the land of Moab and pitched on the other side of Arnon, but came not within the border of Moab, for Arnon was the border of Moab. And Israel sent messengers unto Sihon, king of the Amorites, the king of Heshbon. And Israel said unto him, Let us pass, we pray thee, through thy land into my place. But Sihon trusted not Israel to pass through his coast. But Sihon gathered all of his people together and pitched in Jahaz and fought against Israel. And the Lord God of Israel delivered Sihon and all his people into the hand of Israel, and they smote him. So Israel possessed all the land of the Amorites, the inhabitants of that country. And they possessed all the coasts of the Amorites, from Arnon even unto Jabuk, and from the wilderness even unto Jordan. So now the Lord God of Israel hath dispossessed the Amorites from before his people Israel. And shouldest thou possess it? Will not thou possess that which Shemosh, thy God, giveth thee to possess? So whomsoever the Lord our God shall drive out from before us, them we will possess. And now art thou anything better than Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab? Did he ever strive against Israel? Or did he ever fight against them? Whilst Israel dwelt in Heshbon and her towns, and in Oror and her towns, and in all the cities that be along by the coast of Arnon, three hundred years? Why therefore did ye not recover them within that time? Wherefore, I have not sinned against thee, but thou doest me wrong to war against me. Let Lord, the Lord, the judge, be judged this day between the children of Israel and the children of Ammon. Howbeit the king of the children of Ammon hearkened not unto the words of Jephthah when he sent them. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed over Gilead and Manasseh, and passed over Mitzpah of Gilead, and from Mitzpah of Gilead he passed over unto the children of Ammon. And Jephthah vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou shalt without fail deliver the children of Ammon into mine hands, then it shall be that whatsoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return in peace from the children of Ammon, shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. So Jephthah passed over unto the children of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered them into his hands, and he smote them from Aurora, even till thou come to Minnath even twenty cities, and onto the plain of the vineyards, with a very great slaughter. Thus the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. And Jephthah came to Mizpah unto his house, and behold, his daughter came out to meet him with timbrels and with dances, and she was his only child. Beside her he had neither son nor daughter. 
And it came to pass when he saw her that he rent his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, thou hast brought me very low, and thou art one of them that trouble me. For I have opened my mouth unto the Lord, and I cannot go back. And she said unto him, My father, if thou hast opened thy mouth unto the Lord, do to me according to that which hath proceeded out of thy mouth. For as much as the Lord hath taken vengeance for thee of thine enemies, even the children of Ammon. And she said unto her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me alone two months, that I may go up and down upon the mountains, and bewail my virginity, I and my fellows. And he said, Go. And he sent her away for two months, and she went with her companions, and bewailed her virginity upon the mountains. And it came to pass at the end of two months that she returned unto her father, who did with her according to his vow which he had vowed, and she knew no man. And it was a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went yearly to lament the daughter of Jephthah the Gileadite four days in a year. So, finish there for today. As there is another significantly shorter message in the series that Matt got from Easter to Tabernacle, or I'm sorry, Easter to Pentecost, um, that I want to play for you. So before we get out of here, another word from Brother Matt. Uh, hey everybody, it's Brother Matt, back with you to share another message from the Lord. Uh, today's message is from May 9th, 2023. If you're new to this channel, I encourage you to check out the other videos and see the other messages the Lord has been uh, giving me to share with all of you. Uh, would appreciate you liking and subscribing and uh, commenting on this video and, and sharing this with others. Uh, that is the way that we can get this message out to other people. Grateful for everybody in the comments, uh, for your encouragements and your prayers, and, and also grateful for the opportunity to pray for you and encourage you where I can. Um, I'm excited by those of you who've suggested maybe uh, translating these videos into your, your own uh, languages of your, um, you know, your countries and your places. And, and I think that's just awesome and great. And I support that and I'm happy to, to uh, help you work on that however I can. I, I think that would be amazing. Um, and I believe that that's what the Lord wants us to do, to, to bring this message out there because it is his message. So um, we're going to go ahead and share May 9th, 2023. Uh, this is what the Lord says. Is there not a hope in Israel? The Lion of Judah is your help. Search for him, O my people, while he may yet be found. Tell my people. I am the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptian, from the hand of Pharaoh. You have no foundation to stand upon other than the foundation that has been laid in me. O oh, my children, I have longed to bring you my counsel. In ages past, I sent prophets to speak to you. And now in this age, I will send them again to admonish and to guide to build up and tear down. Listen, O house of Israel, for I, the Lord, am calling to you. Wake up from your sleep. 
Beware the snakes among your garden, O people. They come only to kill and destroy. But I, the Lord, have set my day of victory. I have already crushed the serpent under my feet. There is no weapon formed against you that can stand. I, the Lord, am your strong tower. Do not fear the thief in the night or the serpent in the day. For behold, I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. I will fight for you. I am your banner, your shield. Believe on me and be saved. Behold, O Israel, your Messiah is coming on the clouds. He comes to gather his remnant to himself. All who do not bend the knee to the prince of this age. Return to me, O my people. Return while there is yet time. Return and do not hesitate, for I am waiting for you with hands outstretched to receive you. You will see him revealed on high, coming in his mighty power with his army behind him. He comes to make his enemies his footstool and to usher in and establish his rule upon the earth. He comes with a rod in his hand with which he will dispense justice on the nations. He will rule them with a strong and mighty hand. Every eye will see him. Every knee will bow before him. Every mouth will confess him for he is the Lord over all the earth, ruler of heaven, King of kings and Lord of lords. There is none like him. He is the lamb who was slain. He will sit on the throne of his father, David, to make his enemies his footstool. All who look on him, who call upon his name, shall be saved. Turn to him, O house of Israel, for it is the final hour. Look to me and be saved, says the Lord your God. I am gathering my wheat into the storehouse, and my winnowing fork is in my hand. The chaff will be burned up with fire, but all those who call on me will be preserved. I have prepared a place for you that you might be with me where I am. Come to me, O you weary, and find your rest. Return to me, O children, and find comfort in your father's house. This is the word that the Lord gave me uh, to share with you, I pray that you would ask of the Lord how he wants you to respond. If you have not yet uh, asked Jesus to be your savior, then today is the day of salvation. I pray that you would not hold back, that you would uh, repent and, and turn to him. Uh, John three sixteen says, uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That is the gift that Jesus Christ has given to all of us. Uh, it is the gift that he freely offers to you. So I pray today that you would come to him, that you would turn from your sin, from your past. Whatever happened in the past doesn't matter because when you come to him, as it says in 2 Corinthians, you become a new creation. So brothers and sisters, I thank you for the time. I pray you be blessed. I look forward to interacting with you in the comments and I look forward to being with you next time. God bless. Thanks.
Thank you, Matt. Seems very similar to what we just read, doesn't it? The Lord's patience is worn thin over and over again. He will return soon. So, with that, Lord God, Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, we pray that you keep our friend, Brother Matt, safe and well in your protection close to your heart. And that you keep all of our friends and everyone who's listening safe and protected in the palm of your hand until you return for us. So friends, have a wonderful day. Liana is already going, I'm sure. So go check her out. Um, she's not on Rumble today. Rumble's being weird. So on pilled.net, go check out the Liana Wilbert show. And then Mick and I will be back tonight, 545 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the Patriot Party podcast to go over the news and the truths of the day. So thanks for watching, y'all. I'll see you on the flip side. Baby, chill, don't medicate, just meditate You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate Accelerate, find your inner hunger like you never ate Agenda is to push the hate, separate and segregate Don't celebrate quite yet, the storm is coming Cue for heaven's sake, violence that they demonstrate Instigate and penetrate the values of our country And our God is what they desecrate My fighters ain't no featherweight Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate They feed us lies, manipulate, intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate, and then we liberate Praying that you give me strength to find some love amongst the hate Marching on these streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour and troubled souls One of God's servants Blades out, cut the grass till we see the serpents oh, One day I hope you see the truth This puppet show stays on because of you Just digested, suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, oh, we just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Credit in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed, blind, not a sheep. Only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh. Silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek uh, Drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic 
people are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome my position, or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness. Oh, one day, I hope you see the truth. This puppet show stays on because of you.